Welcome to episode number 153 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am your host, and I am joined via Skype tonight by... Dennis Furia. David Moneysmith. Ben Merkel. So what do we have in store for tonight? I have actually played a new game, fellas. I've played a new game. Which Finally. Is... <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's, been, it's been a little bit. But I, uh, but I do have something new to report on. Um, anybody else care to give a brief little vague preview of what they're going to be talking about in the uh, what you've been playing? Mobile, 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 mobile. Diablo that's not just me mumbling. <laughs> that's not vague at all, David. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Oh man! Uh, and after that, if we have anything on our minds? Well, we'll we'll just tell you. Before we wrap everything up for the evening, so uh, why don't we jump right in? Since uh, since David opened the kimono on us, uh, why don't you uh, why don't you share a little bit about Diablo three? Um, so far, <laughs> it's, it's uh, Diablo. Well, it's Diablo. No, actually, it's kind of weird. This is um, I think about it, this is the first game I've had where a series or game I really really liked is getting an upgrade. So. I'm now understanding like all the weird like fan fanboy like um you know uh cognitive dissonance. <laughs> okay. Where it's where it's like I'm really, really glad that, you know, it's getting a sequel, but I'm trying not to just like reflexively hate everything that's been changed. Okay, so you're so you, you it's it's not like any any ill will you feel toward it is is thought out or considered. It's it's just a, a negative reaction to something being altered. Yeah, I mean, probably the weirdest thing is um, in Diablo two. You know, when you complete a quest, you know that you open up your uh, journal and you know they have the little picture that goes along with, it and there's this whooshing fire, and it's like replaced uh, by like this carved relief of the image. And it's so I complete the quest. I'm just used to, you know, that's what happens when you beat a quest. And it does happen. I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. I, I <laughs> that way's good too. There's no, Which, I, I mean, want the whoosh. There's no, well, fan, there's no fanfare. That, that, that then puts me right up there with like the monkey that they, they, uh, classical condition to like ring the bell. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's, it's Pavlovian. You're uh, you're 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 Alex. Every time you hear uh, Beethoven, you uh you get you get a little bit nauseous. Right, right. <laughs> so um, I will say um, so far the storyline's pretty good. Um, you know, just two things that bothered me about it, though is um, Deckard Cain um proceeds to not seem to have any realization of what happened before. Um, which is particularly weird, considering the if you play as the barbarian, it's actually the um, according to the lore the same character as was in the previous game, but they show like no indication of like having known each other. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who Deckard Cain is. Oh, I'm so I'm I'm sorry. I'm so uh, he's kind of the, the your uh, wise man like. Tells you tells you all the background information about what's going on. Okay. Um, so you know he's he's been throughout all of the games, kind of the uh, combination Obi Wan and you know narrator. Okay, so so wait a minute. I thought I thought that spoilers on our thirteen year old game. 
Um, I thought that at the end of Diablo two, you became Diablo. So how does the uh, so how does the barbarian? That's the end of Diablo one. Okay. Okay, um, so so there is a chance for the barbarian to survive. Right. Yeah. Um, the end of Diablo one, you become Diablo. Diablo two is basically you chasing um, down the hero from Diablo one, and okay. then um, killing killing uh, Diablo and all the evil. And then Diablo <laughs> three is the the aftermath. Okay. So um, it's kind of nice because they go back and um, fill in some of the uh, the backstory on what happened with Diablo um, at the after Diablo one. You know how everything went from okay we've defeated you know Satan to oh crap no actually everything's worse. Uh, actually. <laughs> Though that um, kind of leads into the other thing that really pissed me off is um, previously the person that did um, defeat Diablo was, you know, the generic you know character you created from Diablo one. So you know, just the warrior or the rogue or the uh, was it sorcerer or whatever. Yep. Um, now they specific they've now specifically say that you know it's the king's son. Had, you know, Aiden, they have a name, and I don't know, that just really annoyed me. That's like, no, that was my character that did that. Screw you and your sudden made-up characters. Well, they're retconning it. How uh, how many years has it been since, uh, how many years have transpired since then? A crap ton. A crap ton? Okay, no, so that, <laughs> I mean, it's perfectly plausible that in the game, you know, in the game world, that the, uh, that the royal family would have wanted to lay claim to defeating Diablo the first time. True, great. But um, so history is written by the victors. That is true. Although in this case, it's um, none of those characters are even remotely the victors. But oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, all the characters are a lot of fun. Um, I really like that. So far, all the characters are very um, likable. The one, the one I don't like is the the wizard, just because he. Uh, kind of ends up doing the ye old um, Renfair uh, English accent for every line. Okay. But um, on the other hand, the Demon Hunter, which is the class I'm playing, is voiced by the same guy that does the British vo- voice in Saints Row the Third. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty we- much an instant win. Yeah, I, which considering I'm also playing Saints Row the Third, is actually kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so the gameplay is really good. Um, a lot more storyline. Um, a lot of just add in a lot of destructible train. You still get lots of goodies. Does destructible terrain do anything, or does it just look cool? It depends. I mean, a lot of it is just um, collateral damage from your fights. So you know, um, the demon hunter is. Ba- think of like the Assassin's Creed. Um, assassin except replace um dual hand blades with um dual crossbows okay and so you know it's pretty awesome in in the fight um you know there's arrows flying all over you know um shattering statues and stuff like that so a lot of it's just kind of looks <laughs> on the other hand there are um environmental um Obstacles, so you can like drop chandeliers on enemies. So probably the coolest thing I've done so far is as the barbarian performed a leaping attack into a group of enemies, 
um, and also hit the support of a wall so that, as I did, a wall collapsed on my enemies. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, it, you know, it's, there's, there's a little bit of um, sandbox. They've also added, um, you know, the game's always been randomly generated, um, but now there's also um, kind of random events. So, um, you know, sometimes you'll um, be wandering across, you know, this area and, you know, there'll just be lots of bad guys. While other times you, you know, might find some survivors that you can help save. Or, you know, sometimes there'll be a little side dungeon you can go down and, you know, help some miner, um, you know, get some gold and then, you know, he'll sell you some rare items. So, What's the little kid doing in the dungeon? It, you know. So it sounds similar to like Fallout, perhaps, where it's like randomly generated small stories. Is it like that? Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's kind of got that. I mean, it's it's a bit more mindless action than Fallout. You know, not to that degree. Um, degree, but you know, a similar idea. Okay. Have you had any good uh, good online experiences? I actually have not done any of the online um, other than um, I bought a couple of things on the um, oh gold auction house. Uh, well, you can um, you can sell items on auction house, you know, just like um, uh, World of Warcraft. However, yeah. there's also a um, which that's the gold auction house. There's also a real money auction house. So they went the um, they kind of went the EverQuest approach, and they're now not going to pretend that people don't sell <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I suppose it's better that they grab that, you know, they grab that Wave Runner and you know steer it than let crazy Wait, like did, Stones of Jordan, you know. Did EverQuest do that? Yeah, yeah, eventually. Oh, I didn't know that. They were like one of the first ones to really kind of like uh, do the microtransaction in-game in-game items equal. Uh, real life money. I think it began with EverQuest two though, so this was around like two thousand four, two thousand five. Okay. Yeah, well, that's old news then. My my favorite part about that the whole that as a whole I think is kind of dumb, but I do like the fact that you can figure out how much um, gold you make in your average hour, convert it to the price, and see how how much your uh, video gaming is apparently worth. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't like that. I don't like that being commoditized. See, I, I just find funny, you know, just just from a you know a theoretical, you know, how much are people willing to pay for time? I suppose, but then I would look at it and be like, wow, that is that is either so much less or so much more than my uh, than my than than my theoretical hour. I'm, I'm salary, but my theoretical hourly <laughs> right <that's laughs> rate for doing actual work, right. But I, I do have to say, that, um, overall, I haven't been doing um, the auction house thing because it seems like cheating to me. Um, however, the one thing I have had nice for is um, I like to equip the, the characters with the weapons they're quote-unquote supposed to have. So, can, you know, can... uh, the monk with fist weapons, the um, you know, demon hunter with dual crossbows, stuff like that. So generally what I do is if I ever get a item that's better than the current one I have but doesn't fit the theme I like, I'll just go buy a better one on the auction house. Ah. So. Hmm. 
But um, the one the one thing though I feel that is kind of a weakness is they've completely revamped the level leveling system. Um, previously, you each level you got a skill point, and you know they had a skill tree um, like World of Warcraft. However, you could spend up to twenty points in a single skill. Okay. Uh, making it better. Now it's more um, as you level. You unlock skills, and um, you are also, as you level, unlock um, skill rooms, which are kind of like uh, oh, upgrades for the skills. So you can have one skill rune for each upgrade. So you know it might you know uh, turn it from a ray to a cone effect, or you know things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can have five five skills. So it's kind of like a trading card game type approach, you know. Which right. that down it's uh, on on a whole is actually pretty cool. The problem is that um, not being able to spend twenty points in it, you can't really, I guess, communicate to the game that you know this is the skill that you know I really care about. So, um, so for example, one of the wizard skills, um, you shoot. Um, you basically shoot out three little bolts of randomly moving um, electricity that deal damage to your um, enemies, and you know that's you know that's what the skill di- uh, charge bolt did in the previous game at level one. Okay. However, at um, level twenty, you shot out like thirty little random bolts of electricity. Or like, um, you know, uh, the Barbarian Rage ability, you know, in this game increases your movement speed by about like 25%, while at level 20 in Diablo it it, um, increased it by like 250%. At some point that's just got to become unmanageable. Well, yeah, and but the thing was, like, that's what I remember about the abilities was just the degree to which if you wanted to you could just make them crazy you know unrealistic hmm. so maybe that's just me being you know like i said being fanboy but i really i feel like the 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 abilities are much better put together um you know this time around much more slick they work together better <coughs> but i feel like they don't have the same they a lot of times what they what they kept isn't what I remembered what made me like the ability. So, do you feel like there's some kind of like overriding theme for the decisions that they made? Like, is there some kind of uh, some kind of uh, goal that they're working toward? Yes, the the theme is very clearly World of Warcraft was very successful. Let's do that. <laughs> which which I again I say I I say that lightly because obviously I've you know. I'm kind of a fanboy, but, um, so, you know, sometimes that's a very good idea. You know, the whole let's make it streamlined and make everything just work, I think is probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, for example, uh, fear effects weren't fun in World of Warcraft and they aren't fun now. When they're on you or when they're on enemies? Because I love them when they're on enemies. Oh, when they're <laughs> on you. How, do, how does it look? I mean, did it make the, uh, make the jump to 3D very well? Yeah, I think so. Um, quality of like the character's uh, appearance is good. It you know it's not amazing, but you know, 
I don't really notice it one way or the other. Although I do like the fact that um, each character armor looks completely different. So, mm-hmm. like, the barbarian, you know, uh, will be, like, you know, big heavy armor, while the monk will be different types of, like, Gandhi-style robes. But, um, you know, that's all right. I would say where the graphics are really good is the um, improbable um, landscapes. <laughs> um, oh, yeah? You know, Think, think sort of the. It tends towards kind of the uh, the demon souls or um, Ico approach to um, architecture, right? Where um, it'll be like, you know, the these tombs below the cemetery that um, apparently for some reason they decide to build entirely out of like raised causeways um, stretching off into oblivion and bottomless pits and like hanging spikes and crap <laughs> so completely unrealistic but still really really cool right stylistically cool yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i felt like they really they did a very good job of uh converting starcraft from 2d into 3d like so. and ke- and keeping the uh the the really iconic units recognizable from 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 that perspective do you think they achieved the same goal in this i mean does it does it still feel like diablo yeah yeah still feels like diablo still looks like diablo okay by the way i i I saw the battle chest which is diablo 2 and all its expansions for 20 dollars at uh at target and correct me if i'm wrong but the lowest i'd ever seen it before was like 40 dollars like the game still sold pretty close to full retail price um do you guys know if the price for Diablo 2 has recently dropped because of the release of Diablo 3? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um I, granted it was probably 2 years ago when I went looking for Diablo 2 last. Uh but I couldn't find it anywhere for less, less than $40. Uh, and I remember me me and you David had a had a conversation around how just it's one of those games that's just got such a following that it it can they can keep their price all the way up there. But uh, yeah, I was I was just kind of very I just kind of stumbled across it. I was very surprised. So I guess pro tip if if you've been looking for an excuse to get on the Diablo train, uh, I'm sure there's still a great community around Diablo too. Uh, yeah, I just looked on the rainforest and uh, it is it is 1999. So also yeah. you can um, now download it from you, Blizzard. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's true for pretty much any of uh, that's for all of them, right? For all is of it? their yeah. Because like I that that's how I installed uh like the only way to install old Blizzard games like even even as recent as like Warcraft three on a modern Mac OS is to uh, is to go through their website and just put in your CD key because you have to download new binaries to run oh, okay. on Intel Max. Um, yeah, uh, this is as good a time as any uh, to say that uh, you know any game or thing that we mention here goes into the show notes on uh, on duckfeed TV slash don't tree riddle slash uh, whatever the most recent episode is of uh, use those links there that takes you through to uh, Amazon. And if you buy it through there, we get 4% of the cut that does make a huge difference for us in helping to pay for, uh, you know, hosting and everything. So uh, if you want to pick up Diablo three or uh, Diablo battle chest or any of that through there, uh, you can do that. And it helps us and commercial break, <laughs> but, yes, <laughs> but yes, it, it, it is 1999 on the rainforest. So, nice. so a question for, uh, I, I guess David would probably be the best equipped to answer this, but I'm I'm kind of in the market for a new laptop, nothing urgent. But 
do I need to be trying to intentionally buy something higher end if I want to play Diablo 3, or is it pretty accessible across laptops and, and computers? See, I didn't look explicitly, but I would assume Blizzard tends to kind of aim for, um, you know, reasonable system specs. Um, you know, it is, you know, a recent game, so you, you'd need a fairly good one, but I'd look, I wouldn't think you'd need, you know, it's not doing Crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard, they make their game, you know, they make their system requirements really, really scalable. Um, yeah. Most modern laptops that you buy, um, either a PC or a Mac, they're going to have Intel uh, uh, Core i um, processors, you know, processors. Um, so, you know, either, either, you know, core I five, maybe, maybe an I three, uh, but the minimum, minimum requirement on, a on, a on windows is, is a core two duo, um, which you would surpass that pretty easily if you got a core I, um, and then the, uh, the video card, maybe a little bit more, but if you go mid range, you're probably pretty fine on that. Yeah. Probably the video card tends to be the, the hardest thing to, um, find on like if you go to like a Dell the video card is usually the thing you have to very explicit well explicitly explicitly (laughs) make sure it has okay and it's it's impossible well not impossible very hard to change out video cards on a laptop right I believe so yeah um, okay. And the and the and the big thing is, um, you want to look and make sure that you're not getting a uh, like an integrated video card that uh that like if if you want to do like any kind of gaming, like modern gaming on it, it needs to be a discrete video card and not something that's kind of like built into it. Okay. Um. So any any uh kind of like non, you know, blue light special doorbreaker kind of, kind of uh kind of kind of system will have uh will have a discrete uh video card of some sort. Okay. Good things to keep in mind. I'm kind of very, very passively looking. Like, you know, if I if I'm walking through a store that has laptops, I'll kinda of wander down the aisle, but it's uh it's it's one of those things well I'll be getting one eventually, so I wanna Yeah. Well, I wanna make I mean, sure I'm not and, getting a piece of crap. And Diablo three. I mean Well yeah, that's that's definitely a catalyst. <laughs> um it looks like a thirteen inch MacBook Air would do that. Would run it. Really? Yeah. Oh, did you do willitrun.com? No, no, I, I just, I just, I just looked at the looked looked at the uh, system requirements. On that. You just all you'd have to do would be to you know wipe the operating system and install something decent. I'm so glad I can edit the show. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> so, so so yeah, so you so you're so you're interested. I don't know. I'm I'm I mean I personally am conflicted about it. Of course, I I, I mostly like end up waiting about a month and then and then and then cave, but. Yeah. Let the wikis get good and developed so that you can <laughs> very clear right way to play. Yeah, you know, I have I have enough games in, in the docket already. Yeah, I, I don't know. That is true. Too true. Um blah blah blah. Any closing thoughts on Diablo? No, I mean so far, really enjoying it. Cool. Uh I I one thing I do like, it keeps the total of how many um how many lifetime enemies you've killed. So I've killed uh, like somewhere around six thousand three hundred enemies. He was uh, for like a week. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I I don't know what that says about me, but I I like I think back to the statistics. You know, by the age of eight, you know, 
a kid has seen how many like people get killed on TV and stuff. Yeah. I think Diablo Diablo is contributing. <laughs> doing its part. It's above the standard deviation. Hey. Ah. <laughs> Ben's happy. Was that was that for me? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe did I use it right? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> There's uh, no wrong way to use math. <laughs> no, there are no not, rules not, in not math. A, not according to several like of my teachers. <laughs> I subscribe to the freeverse theory of math. Freebird? The multiverse. <laughs> oh man, you guys want me to go? Because I've got like I've got like one thing. I actually, well, I have one thing too. I wanted to segue because oh, okay. what I played. It's not only more of last week, but it was something I wanted to talk with David about. Okay. Wait. Um, I again played more uh, Deus Ex 3. I nice. beat it and uh, I uh, solid snaked it where didn't get any alerts. Uh, so I wanted game? to talk to David. Jeez. Yep. yep. Oh, wow. It, it's not... It's not terribly difficult to do once if you know what to upgrade when. As but, a side uh, note, so is that it should be relevant. I'm actually halfway through China. Okay. So which time? <gasps> no, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. What, so wait, are you saying are you saying you beat the game and then you solid snaked it, or you beat it the first time through, uh, solid snaked it? I beat it and then I played it again and solid snaked it. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. So that's hardcore if you go through it the first time without without any alerts. Of course, um, not counting the boss fights, right? Yeah, <laughs> you have to you have to murder those people. <laughs> there's no there's no tranquilizer. Well, there is a tranquilizer gun, but that doesn't work in this game. So, yeah, See, um, I, I found um, I I went through the the um, uh what the first several levels um you know same way you know no kill stuff like that until mm-hmm. i got to characters i wanted to kill and then i killed a lot of people he <laughs> <laughs> let loose yeah um there there's some really cool um you know dual uh i don't know what it whatever you get when you cross the um assassin's blade with you know helicopter rotors <laughs> I mean, is that, is that uh, not basically what the weapon is? Yeah, he has blades that like come out of his sleeves. Kind of, yeah, kind of like Assassin's Creed. But yeah, you you summed up great. Yeah, with helicopter blades. That's about right. Hmm. And, and he jams them in people's shoulders for some reason. <laughs> because... David, do you know why? Do you know why he would do that? What's the? Um, do you know what the tactic is? Um, there's a major. Um... Oh, network of blood vessels in the armpit. So actually, a slash to the armpit is a lethal, um, lethal blow. Huh. Okay. Although, actually, the one thing I noticed in that game is I need to go back and see if it was, um, oh, if it was motion captured, because several of the, um, particularly the unarmed ones, where he does like joint breaks or stuff like that. He, um, if you watch, he hits the joints the way they're supposed to go, not the way they're not supposed to go. So, you know, you couldn't actually break someone's, you know, say elbow by hitting it, you know, on the inside. So it bends. 
So yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering if if some of them were motion captured, but but yes, there there are a lot of actually. I think my favorite way of my favorite one is where you just grab the guy's head and then your wrist just like does a three sixty and you like propel him through the air, snapping his neck. Yeah, I I didn't see a lot of the kill animations. Oh yeah, because you did. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the I think we made this joke when we first talked about it, but uh, but the non-lethal takedowns, those are basically Batman takedowns, right? Yeah. Where it's like you'll never yeah. walk again. You're well, not like, dead. Like but... what I was saying, like there's a lot of them where it's like you like yeah, smashing uh, smashing people's knees and stuff like that. Yeah, it's. I, I feel like a lot of them aren't as brutal as either of the Batman games, though. Like. <laughs> Uh, something about like the punch to the face and the soundbite they use in those games. Like, I don't. I, and these ones, like, there's a lot of them where he just like punches them in the face and they do a rocky spit take and then they're down. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the it it really varies. Um, some some of yeah. the ones, um, some of the environmental ones are kind of interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah, like punching through a wall or yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so what do you think of the game so far? Um, so far, I really like. I um, I really love the the aesthetics of it. The kind of um, you know, taking the kind of broke or whatever, uh, type look and updating it to you know futuristic textiles and you know clothing. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, I liked the conspiracy theory stuff. Um, it wasn't, there wasn't, at least as far as I got, nearly as much of that as there was in the first game. Okay. In terms of, like, actual straight up, like, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still, still there. Um, hacking is a lot of fun. I, I, I really, at least as far as I got, I really enjoyed it, um. Oh, I was trying to think. The um, what did you think of the the um, dialogue? The way they did that, uh, like when you're like trying to negotiate or talk people down or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone who hasn't played the game, the way it works is uh, you'll be in a dialogue with someone, and instead of telling saying what you would say exactly, it would kind of uh, it'll it'll describe the the tone or the the mood that you're that you would be in if you said what he's going to say, and so, like, so sometimes your uh, options could be like emotional or detached or something like that, and then you just pick what emotion he wants to go with, and then he'll say the line. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, well, and then um, each um, when you're um, say say like you're trying to talk down a hostage taker. You know, whoever uh-huh. you're talking to, um, then will respond to one of the um, to one of the three approaches, and so mm-hmm. you, as you go through the conversation, you have to try to figure out which one they respond to. Yeah, and they'll respond to different ones at different times too. Right. So, like. Uh, so you could like placate someone, you know, at one instance, and it would be helpful. But then you might need to uh, dissect their statement in the next one, and and I don't know. 
yeah, different ones work at different times. What I really liked is there's an upgrade too, um, so that whenever you're when you, whenever you have a dialogue situation with someone, it'll tell you uh, what type of personality they have. So it'll give like maybe like a two paragraph description of what that person's tendencies are and kind of what sort of rhetoric they use. Um, and it'll also say whether or not they're like an alpha male or a beta male or an omega male. And so you can kind of use that in your favor too. So I thought that was a really cool unlockable. See, I was the other way around. I actually purposely didn't take it because I like trying to figure it out on my own. Yeah. I mean, what's nice is, I mean, it's still, you still have to figure it out, but I guess it's just more clues, you know, they don't necessarily hand it to you. But, uh, did you, um, well, in your not in your um, first playthrough, did you find much use for the uh, the weapons themselves? Yeah, it, I mean, you can kind of go through the entire game with a pistol and be fine, pretty much. Because I mean, the only time you really need weapons is when you're there's like you know three or four different boss battles, and so that's when you that's when they are more valuable. Um, so yeah, you can kind of go through the game without weapons for the most part, and you'd be fine. But uh, I don't. The second time I played through, I just used the shotgun and oh, okay. just upgraded that consistently because I thought that that was pretty useful in boss battles. Um, sure. I just learned that Omega Male was a thing. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. I see. I didn't know Beta was a thing. I, like I've heard of Alphas and Omegas, but. Yeah, I didn't know there was. Wait, so I what is? I don't know if that's what is Omega. Uh, just the lowest that's... of the low, like just okay, yeah. It's the last letter of the Greek alphabet, like a like a like a basement dweller, right? And then yeah. uh, Beta is usually the enforcer, the lieutenant, right? I guess. I, 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 I just... I've I've always heard it as a binary: either either you're an alpha male or a beta male. Would be so, you know. Oh really? Yeah, I've always heard alpha or omega. Hmm. I just assumed Getting it was like first, first and last last. checking order. Okay, one one sec. Beta Omega. I'm a I'm a rogue. Yeah, yeah, so be, beta is usually <laughs> second command. Okay. Anyways. Wow. That 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 went Anyways. <laughs> we have physics, now we have like what? Biology. <laughs> Sorry, I was no, just curious. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Um See so yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I like the um I feel like they really bullseyed the uh, the talk radio. Um, I felt yeah. like that was particularly well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's similar to like Grand Theft Auto, but serious. I guess it's satire, but, but it's uh, but they're they not do making jokes. Really good job of um of like getting the tone and and you know how it sound you know how talk radio hosts. Is it perhaps hyperbole rather than satire? Or is it a pastiche? Is it a send-up? Wow. You, 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 you are, are lucky I'm so... No. <laughs> it's, it's an imitation that never breaks character. Okay. All right. Right. I got you. I'll say that. Without supporting it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, if, one thing the game definitely nails is it, it looks really cool. So, yeah. like, it definitely seems French in that manner, where there's just a bunch of scenes where it's like, that looks really cool. I don't I don't know how else to describe it, I guess. But, uh, I it don't know. They nailed the... Me. It did strike me, though, as one, as 
at some point a little weird that like you 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 at some point cross the fact the point where you very clearly have like superpowers and like characters that should you know realize not to screw with you still will like i think particularly like in in the early parts of china where you're going through like uh you know the uh not you the triad areas yeah. where like gangsters you know apparently can tell that you have you know military grade augmentations you know bolted to your arms but still just do random cat calls that that struck me as a little weird at some point <laughs> yeah. hey there walking weapon ha ah. i did like how they they kind of covered their bases though with uh, like the fact that you're so powerful in comparison to everyone else with augmentations is that you're funded by this large corporation like whereas most people just have uh, struggles paying for uh, the medicine they need when they're augmented, you know? Right, and actually, you know, working as an engineer, I felt like they did a good job of, you know, the the way the engineering firm is set up, you know, the way the, um, you know, the emails you get from the CEO, <laughs> stuff like that, um, yeah. you know, is, you know, is, they do a good job of having what the feel of what like work and engineering firm does you know what it is like i mean not not so much the random black ops stuff but you know in terms of you know you know the overall i don't know i mean grant i work for so i guess i i work for the man about as much as you can get (laughs) we may or may not have black ops but yeah yeah but yeah that's so i mean that's all i've been playing uh in general it's a lot easier of a game to beat than any of the metal gear games uh since it's shorter and the difficulty is just easier but uh it's still i mean it's still a lot of fun to play through it's uh and it's not a big commitment so it's easier to beat or it's easier to perfect uh, both, okay. I would say. I just, yeah. I, I didn't know if you, have you ever, have you ever, um, big bossed a, a, a Metal Gear, a Metal Gear game? I, I think, um, the, what's it, the, um, Snake Eater. I, I beat that one without getting any alerts. Okay. Okay. So that was, wow. that Did took a while. A, <laughs> um, does it, does this one, um, get as political as the first one does? I mean, at least as far as I I um, got, it never really went very far with that. Whereas the first one was, um, you know, had some fairly overtly libertarian um, parts to it. Does this one um, ever get into that at all? I ne- I mean, I never played the first one, so I don't know how to compare it. But um, in I mean, in general, I don't think they're not really. They're not really trying to bring up uh, specific political parties, and today I don't think, at least, it seems oh, yeah, like most of the, it seems on. like most of the the moral dilemmas are kind of self-contained, and it's pertaining to the story that they created. So it's not like, a, I don't think they were trying to say anything with with any of the uh, uh, the choices you make in the game, I guess. Okay. Yeah, the original uh, the original Deus Ex is on GOG. Um, 
for uh, for ten bucks. I think uh, I think when you buy it from there, you can do the, like the HD mods and stuff like that. So it might be worth. What's uh, the most recent game on GOG? I, uh, oh, sorry, uh, The Witcher Two. They put out The Witcher Two on that, but that's just because uh, yeah, the, the company that, the company that runs GOG is is also like really really affiliated with the company that uh, uh, developed Witcher Two CD project. They're both. Yeah, they're both. Just... Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. I re- just realized, um, you know, Deus Ex, you know, has some similarities to the most recent Batman game, and that really even includes the voice. I never made that. Oh, God, I can't stand the voice actor, and it's mm. See, from Batman. Well, no, I mean, like, okay, so 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 like Kevin Conroy, like you, you know, in 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 Arkham City, he does an amazing job. I think you're you're saying that. That 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 the voice actor in Deus Ex has a lot in common with Christian Bale as Batman. Yeah, I mean so cool. that. Yeah, <sighs> except more. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's an amazing uh, there's an amazing video that 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 I, that I found. I'm going to put it in the robot and I'll put it in the show notes too. Um, of Kevin Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill doing their uh, doing their voice acting. For, uh, yeah. for 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 their for their stuff, it was part of like Rocksteady's like development blog. I'll put it in the in the machine here, nice. Um, so you can so you can see that. Um, not not right now, but um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome that they got to do their lines like in person with one another, and that they've been doing it for like fifteen years now at least. Yeah, twenty years. Uh, I believe Batman the Anim- animated series started in uh, nineteen ninety two. So. Oh, is that wow. the yeah. uh, same voice? Yeah, Kevin Conroy and uh, Mark Hamill, rich, original Batman mm-hmm. and Joker. Wow. Mm-hmm. So if you go back well, and listen I have to, to early say, episodes... Um, his acting beliefs really improved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't stand the voice acting, <laughs> at least the main the main guy's voice in uh, Deus Ex, for the, see, for the half hour of it that I played, you know. See, it's a lot more... It's a lot more tolerable if you've played the first game in that in the first game, the voice acting was deplorable, and this this was the nineties. It was the go go nineties. Nothing mattered. <laughs> but well, you know, it's it's so, sort of similar to um to my complaints over um Diablo two, where I didn't like whether some of the things they changed. It's one of those things where playing Deus Ex, I liked the fact that it still had really bad like you know, overly dramatic, like, raspy voice acting. I don't know. I feel like that's now kind of a symbol of the series. True. Want me to talk about Silent Hill Downpour? Sure. Do it. Yeah. So it's better. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's better than I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of put off playing it, um, A, because Mass Effect came out um, shortly before it. And B, you know, because I was kind of, I was kind of like thinking, like secretly, it was going to be like really, really mediocre, and I was going to have to like come on here and say, yeah, guys, um, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm through like the first couple of areas, and holy shit, it's scary. Yeah, uh, like okay. they, these guys, they kind of know what they're doing uh, to a certain extent. Um, I'll get the, I'll get the complaints out of the way. Uh, the, the, the combat is kind of bullshit. Um, as, so. as, as it always is in a, in a Silent Hill game. Um, it's, it's, it's really based on, um, on like a block, like, 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 like a, a block parry riposte system. So, okay. if, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a big enemy 
it, it behooves you to drop whatever you have and grab a bigger weapon because bigger weapons can block their, uh, can like, can like actually deflect their hits. But because Isn't that just logic, well, yeah, it is no, but that, like that, 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 that works. But the problem is like, if, if, if the system was tighter, like if it was assassins, if it was like assassins creed degree of tightness on that, it would actually be like really, really super cool because like, like you don't just find like lead pipe. And then you have the same lead pipe throughout the entire game. You, you, you know, there, there are, you know, just kind of scattered throughout the world, you know, ambient lead pipes, or, you know, you can always, <laughs> you can always pick up, uh, uh, you know, a rock or like, you know, one of the first areas is a mine and, you know, there's, so there's, you know, so there's like mine picks and hammers and stuff like that. So it like that, like that part of it works like, like, like that idea. I like that as opposed to having this, you know, two by four with a nail in it that magically never breaks. Um, but, but, the, but the problem, but the problem is that like, man, it like, it's so easy to die. Like, so, like some of the bigger enemies, like, you know, like the, the, the ones that are vaguely humanoid, you can normally like get them, you know, they're, they're, they're fine unless they gang up on you. And if there's more than one, you're supposed to run anyway. Um, right. but, uh, but it's like when you first encounter like the, like the giants, you know, like, and you can't get around them. It's like, okay, you're going to have to fight them. I found myself having to reload a lot. Yeah. Okay. So the combat, I mean, like the, you could just say like, you know, Cole, you, you just, you, you just suck. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an opportunity to, if you want. No, it's a Silent Hill game. That's like <laughs> combat is traditionally a little wonky. <laughs> yeah. But it tries to make, it tries to like play it up and make it a, make it a thing. And I think that it, 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 uh, it succeeds less than, uh, than homecoming did. Um, unfortunately, in in, in well, that regard, wasn't that kind of one of Homecoming's things that it was more combat focused? Yeah, I guess I guess so. But like, so yeah, I, I guess it makes sense that you know Homecoming did 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 it right. But the problem was in in Homecoming, the combat was like unavoidable in a lot of cases. In this one, combat is avoidable, except it makes it really really inconvenient for you. Just like for America. Well, but it's like, you know, in, in older Silent Hill games, like it was easier it was easy to avoid an enemy because if you went into a different area, like they just couldn't follow you. But in this oh, but okay. but in this game it's more of a it's more of a modern kind of stance where each of the areas is their own kind of like full big level with no loading screens. And if oh, you really? if you if you, oh, okay. if you do go from discrete area to discrete area, you kind of do open the doors up and they can break through the doors. So, oh, so like Resident Evil Four type thing? Kinda, yeah. So if you don't take care of an enemy when it's you know like when when it's right there, and you don't like move through the area quick enough, it'll it'll come after you and get you. So oh, it, how, how good are they at following you? Like, can you run through an area and just get this trail uh, behind you? <laughs> it's like have a quest. Yeah, there, there's 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 never enough to get a train running. You know, it's. <laughs> Well, no, that, that, that would be the best machinima ever. <laughs> well, that's 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 what they called it in EverQuest when you got a when you got a big a big you know trail of enemies coming toward you. You you know just like you would yell train to Eastern Common Lands or whatever, and you know, <laughs> on, on the chat. And that way, people would know like if you were standing by the zone to Eastern Common Lands, you better watch out because there's a bunch of enemies coming your way. Um. So 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 yeah, there there's there's never enough to where that's a problem. Um, but, uh, but yeah, when you're in a confined space and there's no real, no real way around it, the combat does become kind of a problem. Um, but everything else about it is actually really cool. The graphics are, are amazing. Honestly. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of expected the facial animation and stuff like that to be a little bit wooden, but the, uh, but the, um, that is that, you know, that's pretty good. The characters are interesting. I like, uh, I like the main character Murphy. Um, the, 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 
the opening scene is kind of is, is kind of weak um a, a little bit like it doesn't characterize him well like uh okay so for for first first hour of a game is 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 uh you're you know pretty free of spoilers right so like that we can we can say stuff mm-hmm. sure yeah like the, like the game opens up and how it introduces you to combat murphy's in prison and uh you're walking you know you you're walking with these you know guards and they and you know they, they they escort you into the shower and they say hey you know we left something for you on the bench and you you know you go onto the bench and there's a and, and there's a knife and then this big fat guy comes in wearing a towel and and uh, your your introduction to combat is killing this guy in the shower you know the guards are like you know sanctioning you like make sure that you turn on the that you turn on the water so that the so the cameras get fogged up because this could because this guy was a chimo you know was a pederast so because this guy you know was having sex with kids like everybody wants him dead and Murphy was the guy that they picked to, you know, to shiv him and just like look the other way. So that's how they, they, you know, so, so that's how they introduce you to combat. So, and I, I imagine that like, that's going to come up like, like, like Murphy, you know, wanting to defend kids and things like that. In fact, it already kind of has, but uh, it was, it just kind of seemed kind of weird. It was kind of like ham fisted, heavy handed, hmm. but heavy. Um, so what's what are the water elements like or the the downpour part of silent hill downpour uh the downpour part is actually kind of cool um because uh, uh, okay um that's how that's how the like world transitions from 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 uh regular to not, not you know not regular silent hill so, so it's like the uh-huh. air raid sirens Kind of, yeah. Um, so, so like when 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 you're outside and like if it's if it's if it starts to rain and this is randomized to a certain extent, the monsters get more aggressive and numerous. And you're 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 there's monsters regardless, even when you're in normal Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, just like in just like in the regular Silent Hills. I mean, when when so you're I've in, never well, played any of them. Yeah, well, like when you're in Foggy Silent Hill and when you're and when you're in Dark Silent Hill, the, like you know the big difference is a things look different and b there are more monsters in Dark Silent Hill. But there but there are always monsters. Um, so when you're in the overworld, there's that, but, uh, but, but like when you're, when you're inside, like the transitions from at least the ones that I've seen so far, again, for, you know, the first hour is, is off limits. One of the, one, one of the first, uh, areas that you go to is a diner and you walk in and there's this gas leak inside, inside the diner and, uh, and you go and you try and like turn off the valve to the gas. So the place doesn't blow up, but it, you know, just like goes crazy and you have to, you know, you're, you're coughing everything the room's on fire and hit the sprinklers and when you hit the sprinklers that causes like the the walls to like flake off and fall apart and like that that exposes like the pulsing heart of darkness in silent hill and like that led to like one of like the scariest chase moments in video games for me honestly (laughs) really (laughs) yeah uh well you know i mean like there's obviously like call of cthulhu the you know the, the the dark corners of the earth you know, any of the chase scenes and that those are pretty fun. You know, you know those are pretty scary. Uh, haunting ground. Um, those those. Let me make a. So I'll put some scenes in there. Uh, but uh, yeah. but but. <laughs> a- a- after that, after that initial, you know, scene where the, you know it goes into it goes into other world. Basically, like you know, you f- you find this like sage old you know old white you know old guy who says you know it's like you better run Murphy you know just like get out of here. You know, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn you in because you're wearing, you know, prison clothes and all that, but you better run. And like, he's the voice that tells you like Murphy run. And, you know, one of the things that pursues you when you're, when you're in the dark, in the dark world and something that's like, okay, this is going to be a chase sequence is this, you know, floating prism of like warped space, black hole kind of thing. 
Huh. That, that makes it terrible. That, that that what's that? Nothing. No, it just make it makes it you know, it's a terrible noise, and like if you if you, if if it engulfs you for too long, you you straight up die. So you're like, okay, I'd better run because that is absolutely horrifying, and you you can look over your shoulder while you're running. But like as you're running down this hallway, like you're thinking, okay, I'll just take a left, and it'll it'll it'll, it'll be fine. But as you're running down the hallway, um, like you you get close to the corner where you can turn, and then it like lengthens in front of you. Then you get close again and <laughs> it lengthens in front of you. It does this like five times. It sounds like House of Leaves. Exactly. And that's why and that's why I got like freaked out because I was like, holy shit, they know they know me. They know how to get inside my head. And they're like <laughs> So so it's it's like when you're you know, teaching a kid to swim and you know, they swim towards you and you just keep walking backwards. Just a little bit, like eventually you get it, but just like not not until it fucks with you. And you know, right. just as as you as you run past stuff, you know, it gives you the option to you know to to throw it down behind you. So it takes some elements from Shattered Memories, which is really really cool. Um, and there's like just so that that kind of stuff, like the mutability of space and things like that, that scares me more than like the monsters and stuff do. And they do that really really well in this, where like they make the other world this you know just just this strange you know, non-Euclidean horror where, you know, actual rules of geometry don't really apply. And that whole scene ends with you, like, um, you've got, you know, basically just your flashlight and you're running, you know, up this, up the stairway and, you know, you're fleeing from this, you know, cosmic horror that's behind you. And as you're running up the stairway, you know, it's dark and you can see the grating on other sides, but you keep on running you keep on running till the music kind of fades away and you keep running. I, I, I kept running up the stairway for about five minutes until I realized I, I, I'm not getting anywhere. <laughs> so I actually, I did something and, and, I, and I took the rock that I was holding or my knife or something and I threw it and then I ran for about five minutes and then I saw on the ground, wait, that's the knife that I dropped. And I picked it up and it's like, holy shit. And then I walked back and I turned around and I walked back down for about 30 seconds. I found the door and it opened back up into the regular, into the regular diner. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I agree with you completely that the the Silent Hill games that or the scariest moments come from those kind of spatial things like playing playing the first Silent Hill um, in the in the hospital uh, there is uh, sorry to spill over into the stuff I've been playing but basically you kind of you're on an elevator there's floors one two and three and so you kind of <laughs> I know what you're you, talking about you go to floor two and you can't get the door open there so you turn around you go to floor three. And you can't get the door open there, so you go to floor one again. And it's like, oh, this is all the same. So you get back on the elevator, like maybe I missed something. And there's a button for floor four there, <laughs> and it it never does anything to call it out one way or another. And so it really is this moment of wait, did did I just miss that before, or was that was that really there? No, that I'm pretty sure that wasn't there before. But and like you really feel what that character is going through, and then of course you go up to this floor that isn't on the map and that's how you get to get <laughs> everything to the other weird. World. um and that was that was really one of the scariest parts for me is walking through that uh floor just knowing that you are not in the right dimension anymore <laughs> <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking what you were talking about and i was going to make reference to that except i didn't want to spoil it there's a very similar moment in uh, silent hill 3 which i know you intend to play so i will not eventually I'll, I'll, yes I'll, i will not i will not call it out specifically uh just you know just because you know i don't i don't do that uh, but, uh, but yeah, so Silent Hill downpour, um, I, I'm probably about like a, like a third of the way through it, um, so far. Never having played any of the Silent Hill games, but it seems like, how do they keep making 
sequels. Like, it seems like at some point, especially for a horror game, does that work? It's almost like the Final Fantasy style of, of the universe where the worlds are definitely like, well, no, more so than that. The worlds are definitely related. And from what I understand, some games do have direct connections to each other. But really more so, each story is is pretty um, self-contained. And, you know, there there isn't a whole lot of continuity beyond the fact that there's a, a, a horrible place in a tortured soul. Well put. It's, uh, you know, so, so like Silent Hill, like there, there, there's not so much a continuity as there is a style guide. Only, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Only, only three of the games, the, you know, the, the, the first three were developed by the original team. Like the, the okay. quote, quote unquote team silent, which never, which never really existed. And all of them up until, uh, up, up until Shattered Memories, uh, like the, like the only common, person who stayed throughout all of those was Akira Yamoka, the, the, who started out as their sound designer and eventually became the producer because he was, he was kind of the keeper of the lore. And this was the first, this was the first game that, that either didn't have Yamoka behind, uh, like doing the soundtrack. Um, and as a result, the music is kind of meh, um, and didn't have Yamoka, um, there to kind of like helm the ship and make sure they were doing stuff right. But I feel like they're staying, you know, they're, they're staying faithful. You, you know, so, so that's like, the, like that's not being lost, but they can keep doing sequels, you know, a, because there are people like me who are going to, you know, stay, stay, uh, stay, stay loyal to it, but they can also keep doing sequels, you know, kind of because they keep like passing it off to different teams and, you know, yeah, it, it turns into fan fiction, uh, after a certain point, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, I mean, does it, does it advance or, you know, are there any new revelations or does, I don't know. No. Does it go anywhere? It's hard to, it's hard to say that without like getting into the lore or like, you know, spoiling anything about it, except you, they're just, all, all you can say is there is this town, something horrible happened there and it draws people with dark pass. And that's, that, that's it. All the, all the advancement is kind of in the characters in the story. Yeah. The, the town itself um, doesn't necessarily have an arc, um, and I feel like that would that would be an injustice if there was resolution to the town of Silent Hill. I feel like that would take something away from it. Yeah, it's not like Raccoon City; you can't just nuke it. You know, I guess you could, but you know, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. <laughs> Some a, places it looks like it. it's been nuked. Well, well yeah, to be sure. depending on how the siren goes. Ben, you're a keeper <laughs> of the lore. What's your What's your response to that? Oh, well, I feel like all the stories are pretty much standalone, but then they also happen to be related, you know, like each each game is its own experience and they have its, you know, it, it has its own story arc. So it's not like uh, um, it's not like uh, any sort of like cliffhanger game where uh, some questions are left in one game that are answered in the next game. Uh, I mean, there might be a few cases where that happens, but for the most part, yeah, it's uh each game is kind of its own own thing. There, there is a canon trilogy which, like everything, relates to one specific character, um, and that is Silent yep. Silent Hill Origins, the original Silent Hill, and then Silent Hill Three. Like that's okay. like that. That's would um, you would you include Shattered Memories in that too? Um, Shattered Memories is kind of a guiding game, um, so that's it's like it's it's off of there. Um, actually, I, I I wouldn't because it doesn't have okay. to do with, it doesn't have to do with the cult, whereas whereas those three do. Yeah, okay. I guess. Um, yeah, I I suppose maybe it's just a different sort of game. You know, I'm used to the only survival horror game I've really played has been um, Stalker, 
And that game was very much about finding out what happened. Um, you know, that was your primary motivation for the game. Well, you see, in 1986. Like <laughs> Sorry. True. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. So I guess, um, I guess maybe it's just you know different different motivation uh, for the game. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Silent Hill Revelation 3D is going to release October 26th, uh, 2012. Really? Yep, based off of Silent Hill 3. So get cracking. Is... Oh, better, better, better finish it up. <laughs> Wait, so is this a game or a movie? Uh, it's a movie. Is Ooh. there any hope for it being a good? Uh, possibly. I, I, Even though Chris... Christoph Gans is not directing. I was gonna say the, like that 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 would be the one the one hope, but who's wow. Christoph Gans? He's the guy who directed the first one, and See, I didn't think the first one was that good. Yeah. I really liked the first one. I don't I th- know. I guess the it annoyed me that like the last fifteen minutes was just like let's randomly switch into splatter film. Yeah, yeah but that that coincides with. The- Games and kind of the style of the games doesn't make it good. <laughs> I I, well, I mean, I, I mean, granted, like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't about seeing uh, people be raped by barbed wire, but uh, <laughs> I feel like it was more like a tribute to uh, the story of the games and kind of stylistic choices of the games. So from that point of view, I I I was glad they did that for the movie, like the like the the. the... The monster at the end of the movie, like who ultimately is the good guy and the person you're rooting for, looks like an end boss that you would have fought in the game. Yeah, you it know? really does. So you know, so 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 that 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 kind of like little reversal is uh, is neat. Uh, the music was great too. I, I felt like it was more of a visual achievement than anything. Um, you, you know, I'm I'm one of those people who doesn't I mean who doesn't really understand why they had to switch the gender of the main character or anything like that, but. That's just me. Um, Wait, uh, who who was the main character originally? Uh, the main character in Silent Hill Harry. One was Harry Mason. Oh, the the movie was supposed to be based on Silent Hill One. Yeah. Yep. Like the oh okay. The, 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 like the opening, like the first five minutes is like a shot for shot uh, recreation. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. You could like I think there might be like YouTube um, uh, footage of like the comparison between them. I have to do that. Yeah. Um. So that was what I was playing. Now, Dennis, uh, you gave us a bit of a bit of a preview of what you've been doing, but uh, but what up? Yeah, so I've been I've been playing a lot of mobile games, um, but I feel like I've been playing a lot of serious uh, mobile games. Like the you know good well good non serious just like, business. <laughs> yeah, serious business. You know, not just not just the you know, little five second diversion pieces of crap, but some some really good stuff. Um, what I've taken to doing is I you know it's it's very easy to find lists on the internet of, of the newest app store updates for each day. And it just, you know, you can see what games are free. Um, and I, so I just check those whenever I'm feeling, uh, something new and, and you can find a lot of good stuff out there. Um, and so I've, I've downloaded more games than I'll ever be able to get through. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my new, new addiction is just checking in every once in a while, um, and, and getting a guide to what's, what's good and what's free. Um, so I'll just, I'll throw another shout out to Recollection. Um, it's the Assassin's Creed game. 
Uh, it's like a card game um, with a little bit of real-time strategy built into it um, and a little bit of, of Pokemon built into it. Just, you know, I've, I, I beat the story mode and, uh, you know, I've, I've beaten most of the, the kind of challenge levels. And it's just stayed fun. Like, it's, it's really enjoyable to play. It's really well-balanced um, so that the, you know, the AI... Um, never just absolutely steamrolls you, and it's never just a, a pushover. Uh, it's in, in some of the challenge modes are are very 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 uh, difficult, but always in a in a fair and not cheap way. So, um, whoever designed the uh, the the balance in that game knew what they were doing, uh, and I highly recommend it. Uh, still, after after having it around for a, a couple weeks, um, the, there is one crappy little game I've been playing. It's called. Um, Anodia. It's essentially Brick Breaker, um, but it's it's like very it's very visually cool and like has physics elements worked in and um it's just you know it's it's got nice design. Nothing nothing more to say about it than that. That's like I said, crappy small game. Um, the other uh, couple of games I've been playing, I've been playing uh, Feed Me Oil, and this is if uh, if the Incredible Machine <laughs> and World of Goo. Had a love child, it would be feed me oil. Also um, very messy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it's essentially don't want to drink the incredible... that placenta. Oh Whoa. god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not going to say anything more about that game now because I, I won't be able to get that image. No, out of say head. it because it's fun. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's I mean it's it's a. Uh... It's it's basically fluid fluid uh, physics for uh, for solving puzzles and there's there's some really like it's the kind of puzzle game and this this is the mark of a good puzzle game is that every level when you first see it looks impossible and then gradually you're able to to figure out how to make it work and I think that's there's such a feeling of accomplishment with that and uh, and uh, it, it keeps things really really fun um, but you know a lot of puzzle games you can kind of either see your way through it or you you know you always feel like there's a method to the madness and there's kind of a very very much a structured approach to it whereas this one i i feel very much like there's a, a kind of a generic term but it's very sandboxy and there's a lot of ways to solve every level mm-hmm. um but you know it's it, when you first see it you're just like no i can't do that maybe i should stop playing now <laughs> but after you just kind of mess around and try some random things and get a little lucky and I think that's the most amazing thing for me is that if you run the same set of, um, of, uh, of, uh, what would you call it? Elements. So let's say I put, you know, a fan here and a platform there. If you run that multiple times without moving them or changing them, you'll actually get slightly different results each mm-hmm. time, which is amazing to me that that element of, of randomness, um, works so well. So, Suck uh, determinism. Yeah. <laughs> But so yeah, that, that's kept me uh, entertained. Another very tough puzzle game that I've been playing is Qvoid. That's Q V O I D. Um, this man, this one really, really makes you think. You basically have to match colors um, by by rolling a cube around a a board. Um, and if you pick a pick up a color on one side of the cube, uh, or if you if you land on a color on the side of a cube, it becomes that color. And it's not allowed to face down again until you put it onto a cube of the same color, or a square of the same color. Uh, and then, you know, there's 
there's really just a lot of rules to it. You know, like once you use a side, you can't use it to pick up another color. And once you roll over certain platforms, they disappear. And it's just, there's a lot of thinking. It's very hard to hold all the different elements in your mind. Um, And plus, you're not really used to thinking about, you know, how the sides of a cube will face as you move it around. So there's there's definitely a a learning curve to that. But uh, that one's... Uh, a much more difficult puzzle game, but uh, but a lot of fun. Can you rotate the view? You can. It, it took me a while to figure out how to do that um, because it said use two fingers to rotate the view. So I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's incredibly hey vague. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, I was trying to do like a two-fingered swipe to either side, and it would kind of work sometimes, but not really. But then what I realized you did is you, you put your fingers like they're on two opposite points of a circle and mm-hmm. twist twist in the uh like you're turning a steering wheel yeah yeah oh, and it turns level all that what's that uh, one it's sec like, it's like you're turning a knob world is apparently ending behind me one moment okay <laughs> this is a cute game i like the little face on the guy yeah, yeah, it's 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 kind of you know it's got the whole companion cube thing going for it. <laughs> he just kind of smiles, and if you try to roll him off an edge, which you can't, he'll kind of give you a scared face. And <laughs> if you if you accidentally break the game and get to a point where you know you won't be able to solve the level, he, he gets the little dead X eyes, and that's <laughs> that's funny. Aww. Um, but it's uh it's it'll really get you thinking. Hmm. So yeah, I've been I've been playing that, and kind of for for the uh, for the puzzling fix. Uh, for uh, the past um, couple of days, except for yesterday and the day before, I've been bouncing back and forth between those two games. Yeah. But then, I I don't know what caused me to do this, but I decided to buy Puzzle Quest 2. Okay. And that thing is the crack cocaine <laughs> of mobile games. Oh my gosh. Uh, are any of you familiar with it? No. It's Match 3, but it has I've dialogue. I've seen it yeah. on Steam, but that's it. Oh, it's so good. So yeah, I, at its core, it is a match three game where you um, share the board uh, with your opponent. Uh, and there's there's seven kinds of tiles. Um, five of them are different kinds of mana, different color gems. Uh, then there is an attack tile and a uh, a gauntlet tile, which lets you build up action points. Um, and just through through all those things, so you alternate taking turns with your opponent, uh, and you build up your mana to use use kind of different special moves which you can unlock, uh, and and then you use action points to you know use your weapon or your shield, um, or anything else you have equipped, and then of course the attack tiles if you match them, attack, <laughs> and at face value it's very simple like we all know match three games. But I've, I've never seen it where you're sharing the board, and I'm sure Dr. Mario did this or something like that, but I've never seen it where you're sharing the board with your opponent. And it adds so many levels of thinking to the moves you make. Um, so, I mean, I, I've I came to this game off of Bejeweled Blitz, right, where it's, which is just the crazy blitz of, of match three. Whereas this one, every move that you make, you have to think, you know, three, four steps ahead. Because you have to think about, okay, what's the best you know, color of mana that I could use right now. Can I make that match? Um, does that set my opponent up to make a better match? Because if you get a match four, you get uh, an extra turn. So you don't want to set your opponent up for 
you know, match fours or, you know, set them up to get free attack, um, attack uh, skulls or anything like that. Um, but then you're also, you know, you're kind of trying to set yourself up for future turns, but you don't know what your opponent's going to do next. So you almost like try to bait them into, okay, I'll let them have that. But that means that next turn I can get that. You get bonuses if you set up, like I said, a match fours, match fives, or uh, long cascades. And so just every move you, you make uh, has so many layers to it. it sounds um, and... ki- oh, sorry, mm-hmm. go on. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, it sounds kind of like uh, Puzzle Pirates, where you, know, you were competitive, competitive puzzling. I haven't played it, but I think, yeah, it's the same same people. Uh, and it's incredibly fun. Uh, I haven't done the multiplayer, but I understand there is a multiplayer mode for it now. Uh, I guess they patched it in. It wasn't in the original version. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. So that's that's the puzzle side of it, and it's it's incredibly fun. That is all encased in like an RPG style uh, questing world, uh, and it's you know it's it's nothing incredible. You know you. You walk around towns using arrow buttons to go from place to place. Uh, you know, you talk to characters and get quests, and there are shops where you can sell and buy loot and upgrade stuff. Um, but it's it's definitely got that classic RPG feel to it. And so you combine the the you know addictive nature of just like a, a simple match three kind of game with the the depth of an RPG, and you've got a game that is uh, will will <laughs> take your life essentially. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard a lot of similar things. I, you know, I've only played Puzzle Quest one, so a grain of salt, um, the size of a jewel that will vanquish your foes. Um, but uh, but I found the I found the RPG element to be kind of um, disposable, <laughs> in that I would I would um, just kind of like rapidly advance through the dialogue and get to the next puzzle to where I'm at, yeah, to where I, you know that, that I needed to solve. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's got good character you know the it doesn't feel poorly done but it's certainly not the focus of the game mm-hmm. although i swear one of the early um characters that you meet is drawn as a young adult male not even young it looks like a 20 year old guy <laughs> and yet everyone refers to her as a young girl hmm. like little kid girl and i'm kind of looking at this going what it you you do realize? No, oh, no, never it's mind. Like not the gonna inverse get it. anime effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Weird. So yeah, that's that's a little weird. But otherwise, I mean, the the style is is uh, is good. Um, the the monsters that you fight are, are pretty imaginative um, in terms of the different you know effects that they have. Uh, for example, I I fought a zombie uh, that had an eat brains move. Um, where it it destroys all the green gems on the board and gets health for every couple of uh, green gems that it destroys, so I I found that funny. <laughs> Actually, that's that was that, that was kind of witty. Um, you kind of the guy guarding the main gate to the town wants to help you with something, but you need to find a replacement for him. So you go to the barracks where this kind of uppity um, jackass of a guy is is kind of being the trainer. Uh, and he's like, oh, you know, you go take over for him. I've I've done all I can. And you walk in, and he's like, you know, watch out for that one skinny guy. He's weird. And you walk in, and one of the guys is a zombie. <laughs> and so, you know, there's a button that says, like, you know, tap this. I know, right? 
So it, it says, you know, tap to start training and you tap it and the zombie promptly eats the person next to it. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you got to fight him now. It's not really good for the other recruits. That's funny. Um, but, you know, there's there's that and, and they kind of change the layout of the board with with blocker uh, bricks that just, you know, you can't move them. You can't match them with anything. They're just there. So it really varies the gameplay um, and, and keeps things fresh. You know, at least I've, I've probably put three hours into it or something like that. And they say it's a 40 plus hour game, Jeez, which is Pete. incredible to me. Yeah. And uh, I don't know Epic if that's on one quest. playthrough or. Yeah. I don't know if that's on one playthrough or multiple playthroughs because um, there's four different character types. And each type uh, I've read kind of drastically alters the the style of play. So I'm, I'm playing as the Barbarian, um, which uh, really focuses around, um, I guess, how, how would you describe it? Uh, just big chunks of damage. Yep. And so... It, it's interesting. So each each class has their main gem that you go after. His is the red gem, and uh, so you you know you, one of your attacks um, deals a certain amount of damage for every red gem on the board, but you have to power it up by matching and thus removing from the board red gems. Uh, so it's this weird balance of of kind of finding ways to increase the number of gems that you have without. Um, clearing the board of what's going to make that that move valuable, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so there's there's that for him. He has he has very high critical chance with his weapons, so you're encouraged to use that. Other classes, um, you know, have really good defense or can inflict poisonous attacks on um, on your enemies. So what I've heard is each playthrough is is very very different, and I'm looking forward to kind of experimenting. Depending on which class you choose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Every- <laughs> For as popular as match three games are on on the uh, um, iPhone, any kind of touch based device, I, I'm heartbroken. I'm crestfallen, really, that mm. uh, that there is no equivalent to uh, to Tetris Attack or Puzzle League on uh, on on the uh, um, on those platforms. I but, haven't heard of those. What are they? No. Um, okay, Tetris Attack. If you saw a picture of it, you'd know what it is. But it's where blocks. Ooh. It's where blocks kind of like rise from the uh, uh, bottom of the screen, and you have you have like a little cursor that can swap two of them around, and the goal is to uh, is to you know eliminate the blocks before they can reach the top of the screen, um, and okay. you 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 create combos you know because there's gravity, so if you drop something off of the ledge, it'll fall down. So um, the original was on was on Game Boy, and it was called Tetris Attack. You played as Yoshi. It was based off of like the Yoshi's Island graphics, and uh, and characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, and boy was that fun! And like the last version of that that I played was on my TI eighty three plus in uh, <laughs> in uh, in tenth grade uh, algebra two. I remember those. Yeah, I know, oh, right? Yeah. You know, just like those games, they passed around uh, they passed around virally, and there was an amazing version of Tetris Attack on the TI eighty three plus. Oh man. oh, man. I had a teacher that if she caught you playing games on your calculator, would rip out the batteries while the game was on. No. And it would delete everything. Um, it would like corrupt the game and delete all your saves and everything like that. Can, can there I... were actually some really, really in-depth text-based adventure games for, oh, sure. for, the, uh, I for made, the calculators. I made, I made a couple. Oh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, it was a really simple programming language. Um, so that's a, that's a shit ton of portable games, Dennis. Uh, was there anything oh, else? Gosh, yeah. 
Uh, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned playing Silent Hill, uh, and and I talked about the part that was most notable for me, which is kind of that that fourth floor that doesn't exist. <laughs> um, it's in, in other than that, it's been it's been more of the same. I've I've played uh, exponentially more Battlefield Three in the past week than I have in the past several months. Uh, <laughs> just for whatever reason, reawakened to that. Uh, still suck as always, uh, <laughs> but it's it's fun. Um, other than that, no, it's, it's just been the mobile, mobile stuff. I, I really am looking forward to playing, uh, Puzzle Quest 2 more, uh, just cause it's, it's been so good. One, one, uh, thing that I'll mention a complaint is that while it's, it's an awesome game and, uh, you know, a ton of fun, they really don't seem to have designed it well for being interrupted. Like so often happens when you're playing on a mobile device, uh, twice now, uh, over, you know, the course of two days. I've had the game crash on me from me backing out of it at a random point or, you know, needing to put my phone uh, or use it as a phone, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, pick uh, up a call, something like that. <laughs> yeah, go, go How figure. How dare you? Uh, so it's, it's crashed based on that. And then it also doesn't have autosave. So unless you go in and, and manually save after every battle, uh, if you have to back out and, and, you know, don't go back in before the program resets – you lose all your progress to that point. And each of these, that's, that's the thing that gets you by surprise. Each of these battles can take like 15 minutes uh, simply because, you know, some an- enemies have regenerative powers, so they're hard to take down or you just do a lot of thinking. Cause like there's all those layers of strategy. So you think, Oh, you know, I'll do one match, match three game. How long could it take? And then, you know, six hours later, you're, uh, you realize that you, you were supposed to be at work. <laughs> oh man. So they, it's it's funny for an iPhone. Uh, well, I guess it wasn't originally an iPhone game, but you know, it's the first time I've played a game on my iPhone that really seems to have trouble with being interrupted, and that's a shame. I kind of wish I could get a refund because I bought it based on your recommendation. <laughs> but that's like oh, the no. one, that's the one thing that I can't stand <laughs> in a portable game is when it <laughs> is when it can't handle being interrupted. Because like, what if you know, what if a podcast episode ends and I have to jump over to Instacast, which is awesome, by the way. <laughs> and, and and you know, geez, I switch to something different, and I come back it and it's save. gone. Come on, yes, you save save frequently, uh, uh. and uh, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, it's it's happened a couple times to me, but I don't know how bad it is overall. If you just bought it now, believe me that I mentioned it last because really all the other things I've talked about outweigh the con there. But uh, it is it's kind of one of those things you look and go, huh? This game didn't start on the iPhone. Oh, okay. No, it's right on PC, like all good things. <laughs> if you if you just bought it now, I think you're in for a treat. Okay, cool. It's it's downloading to my iPad now. And that, um, that's that's one other thing I'll say. Sorry, you just keep on reminding me of things. Sorry. Um, the the menus, like the the buttons that you hit in the game, are a little small. Okay. And so I feel you know, and I'm playing on the iPhone, so I feel like I have to be a a sniper with my finger to hit the right thing sometimes. Uh, and it's probably much better suited to iPad. Yeah, I'm I'm reading the uh, I'm reading the back catalog of Akewood on my iPad because that just seems like you know a thing a thing to do. And yeah, the pro- and the, pro- the 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 Akewood the the web comic. Never heard of it. Oh, uh, we talked about this when you were up here last time. You've you've heard of it. Um, it's a okay. uh, no no, but but the but the but the button to advance to next comic is it's like a tiny little like arrow. It's like a it's like a right carrot. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and it's like nested in between the banner ad and the comic itself. And when you click on the comic itself, it relinks to the same page. Um, so oh. you know, some things just aren't designed for iPad. 
or fingers in general. So, yeah. Hmm. So Maybe that's for the strategy, though. You know, getting you to click on their ads. Well, no, it's it, it's like an internal ad. It takes you to the to to where you can download their eBooks and stuff. But oh, well, yeah. And they're and they're free, so um, yeah. But that's yeah, that's what I've been playing. Like I said, mobile, mobile, mobile. That's true. You didn't lie. No, no, not at all. <laughs> We've been going for a little bit, fellas. Uh, do we want to wrap it up with a quick uh, kind of uh, kind of if, if we've seen anything uh, seen anything in the news? Sure. Yeah. So I'll get us started. Um, um, I saw that uh, one of my favorite PS One games ever um, is is soon to be devalued. Uh, collector's editions of the game or mint copies on uh, Amazon are going for. Uh, let me see here. If you wanted to buy a new copy of Tomba on uh, on uh, off of, off of the, uh, the 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 jungle, you would have uh, or the rainforest rather, you'd have to pay one hundred and eighty nine dollars and seventy nine cents. However, yeah, I know, right? Um, but uh, that's going to be coming to the PSN as a PS one classic this summer. Uh, so Tomba, it's like a uh, it's like a, a, a two and a half D side scrolling um, hop and bop platformer RPG. You play. You play as a as a as a pink uh, a pink haired uh, caveman whose uh, mortal enemy is pigs. Did it before <laughs> before Angry Birds, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's going to be coming out that and its sequel, which I've never played, but uh, I am I am so all about that. Really? Yeah. It's one is of... this this is back from the era where the sequel was often radically different than the original game. Yeah, and uh, also very good. I mean, it's got the same rating and everything. I remember it being oh, reviewed good. very well. But uh, you know, if, if I if I was if, if I had money when that when it came out, I would have bought it, and I'd still have it, and I'd be making a killing selling it. Although I don't sell my games. Yeah, so. you don't. I was gonna say, well, we you know we all know that's not true. <laughs> but yeah, Tomba, that's gonna be coming out. Um, the other kind of news story that I found uh, is gonna. Well, well, no, I mean, is 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 there a game like that you guys played from way back when that you wish would like be on a um, you know, the the download services. For me, it's Crash Team Racing, hands down. I'd have to think about it. Perhaps the first Grand Theft Auto, maybe. Oh, the top down already. One. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can get that on GOG. Okay. Yeah, or Steam. GOG or Steam. GOG or Steam. GOG or Steam. Yeah, I I, I really can't think of any. I. Most of them are. I mean, I would have said like Diablo, but well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, that's just like it, it's it's just funny that my favorite thing about modern gaming is how easily accessible retro gaming is. That's a recent. That's a relatively recent phenomenon. Like I, yeah. I feel like if you go, you know, maybe when we graduated high school, and that was not the case. Yeah, two thousand six. I mean, I I graduated in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so that's when, uh, that's when the Wii came out and I had the virtual console at launch. Oh yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, it's it was, it was, it was right about there, you know? I still don't get, um, oh, Final Fantasy seven that, that still seems arbitrarily difficult to get. Uh, you can download it on the PSN. It's 10 bucks. Really? Boom. Yeah. Um, nice. I'm after <laughs> have they, have they come out with... and try to figure out what. I never I I played it on the PC originally, which um, is just it, it. I think it was a social experiment to see if they could make people hate Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so that's funny. Not um, everything's better on the P, uh, PC. Yeah, and they brought up Final Fantasy VIII on the PC as well. It was very 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 odd. 
Um, so um, the, the the next kind of a kind of, kind of you know what's a, what's on my mind thing. I saw this and it, I, I figured it'd be relevant specifically you, Dennis. Um, DMC uh, Devil May Cry was pushed back until 2013. Uh, Did they lose the emo? Uh, no, he still has black hair. Um, although you know that his hair is going to turn white due to events midway through the game, and he's going to become the real Dante or whatever. I don't, I don't, See, I don't I, care. So I, I, I kind of have spent all my time assuming that's what's going to happen, and then I just stopped and thought, well, the real power play here, and it would piss so many people off, is to not do that. <laughs> See, but I feel like, what do you gain by that? I mean, let's create a character everyone hates? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, if you really, really want to go reboot. <laughs> but I, that is really one of kind of the key equity assets. I just there's it's one of those things where I I'm ninety nine percent sure that his his hair is going to turn white, but there's always that chance that they're not going to do it. See, I don't think I mean I don't really care how he looks. Just the the overall style of the game, everything they've shown so far, just looks kind of lame. Really, I thought it's been relatively consistent with what they've done before. I don't know, it just struck me as kind of, it struck me as being less I don't know, funny and more just like anti-hero tough guy. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were talking about the physical environments. No. No, no. More more the character. Have you guys ever seen the movie Hot Tub Time Machine? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I watched that with my my family was in town. I watched that uh, um, last night. Um, I'm sorry. Not not. not <laughs> no, it was funny. They they asked what do you want to we, we we watch raunchy comedies. They took me to see me and myself and Irene when I was like 12. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, no. But uh, you talking about like you know like maybe you know maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. Makes me think of Crispin Glover's character in that. Which one is he? He's the Crispin bellhop. Glover's in that. Yeah, oh. he's, the bell, he's the bellhop. Who, no, that the, was Chevy Chase. No, no, he, no. That was he. He was the repairman. No, Crispin Glover. Oh. He was the bellhop who had a, who had the one arm. Yes. Yeah, and 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 then they go back in time at the same resort, and he's there, and he's got both arms, and they spend uh -huh. the entire you know the, he's like juggling chainsaws and shit, and they spend the entire time wondering how he lost his arm. Okay, no, I remember that part now. So I just I just picture them like I like like teasing it the entire time through, <laughs> just like trying to build up some kind of payoff. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like there's no no reaction to that other than finally okay I don't have to stare at the wrong hair anymore <laughs> at the wrong I just don't I don't get the I don't get the hair thing I don't get why it's a deal I I, I can't think of an equivalent like 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 like, so like something that I hold dear that if somebody said it'd be like Mario without a mustache see I don't care like just let, let it happen Alex Trebek did it <laughs> what about Mario without his hat uh, that happened in Mario sixty four. Yeah. You, you take like traumatic. five times more damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really care about the color of his hair. I just care about the the characterization personally. See, it was interesting. What I read was I forget what interview or who with who, but um, they said you know Dante's character truly is cool, and if you look at the the time period that the first you know games came out in he was the epitome of cool as defined by that era no, and it so wasn't. Uh, you know the it take no goofy. prisoners who cares 
I yeah, maybe. but Goof, but Goofy was cool. <laughs> uh, maybe. See, yeah. I, I think we look back on it and say it was goofy, and that was why they felt they needed to move on. Was that the definition of what's cool has changed? And so we, you know, we look at the games and go, "Oh, that's a little, a little goofy now, or a little over the top now." And so they, they kind of really wanted to look at what's what's cool today. Sadly, I think you know, "Go Cry Emo Kid" qualifies as as uh, as cool today. So it's See, a little but- too influenced by that. <laughs> If they if they See, kept them, I don't think it. Had, I don't know. I guess I I don't think that it, that's what twelve year olds think. I, I, I mean, I I, I I mean, I wasn't twelve. I was pretty close to being. I was fourteen when when uh, when Devil May Cry one came out. You know, mm-hmm. I thought Dante was pretty damn cool. I mean, if 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 Dante stayed the way that he was, you know, for twenty years, wouldn't he just be a, you know the Japanese Duke Nukem? <laughs> I'm I'm serious. Like like, no, it, like, like that, that's that, that's that's the Duke Nukem argument. Like just like we need he needs to be this because that's like what the epitome of that was at that time. You know? Yeah, I guess um I I don't mind them changing it. I just don't see what it looks like they change it to being anything worthwhile. Yeah. I don't know. I just like the, the the whole outcry over the over the hair color thing, and we've we've been t- we've been talking about this for a goddamn year now. It is like <laughs> it, it like it, in my mind, like my 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 fever over this. You know, I, I have I have no horse in the race. I you know I, I played Devil May Cry one, and that was it. Uh, so like I, I I I could give I give no fuck. However, like like my my, my fever over this is 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 reignited by the whole fact that like a bunch of people whined about the ending of Mass Effect three, which was fine by the way. Um. <laughs> yeah, we need to get your thoughts on that eventually. No, once one of you plays it, I'll talk about it. Otherwise, like I have, I, I don't have any original thoughts on the game. So go to my Tumblr; it's on there. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. My 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 thoughts are on there. It's a quote from House uh-huh. of Leaves. Um, no, but just like you know, a bunch of people whined. They got Electronic Arts named the worst company in America over Bank of Goddamn America. Um, <laughs> seriously, consumers yep. is holding a poll and like electronic arts is the worst company now somehow, despite, you know, I, I can't remember the last time electronic arts, you know, you know, like put a bunch of people and made them homeless or whatever. Um, however, like this kind of seems like one of those things where if, if, if that zeitgeist was around when, you know, when, when, when this guy was around, you bet your ass that he would be like white haired in all of the, uh, and all of the promo materials. You bet your ass. So fans are entitled and they really, really shouldn't get their way. Not over the creators. Yeah. I'm, I'm at least willing to give it a try. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, and I think, I think the problem is, like I said, it's either like, you know, it's coming. Although I said that there's kind of that doubt that it's not, it's hard to create any sort of payoff for when it's happening. Like what's, What's going to cause him to go away? Some fight with him? Uh, something with his brother? Uh, his dad? Mom? But, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like how Rogue got her white hair. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> how Ooh, maybe maybe they'll show hair? his mom dying. Ooh, maybe. That's true. Uh, Rogue, I believe, at least in the movies, got her white hair after uh, nearly dying, and she had to absorb some of Wolverine's healing factor. Um, in order to uh, in order to stay alive. I don't explain how it gets into the comic books or the anime TV should do that. I don't think they do that. I I think that she always has the the white shock of hair in that. Uh, so did you guys have anything that was on your mind? I've got just one small thing I saw. It it looks like it's it's pretty heavily rumored now that 
uh, Sony is going to do like a, a revamp of the PlayStation Plus service, which is interesting to me because I, I actually think it's pretty good right now. I, I don't currently pay for it, but I frequently see the discounts that they give, uh-huh. and uh, it's it's pretty impressive. Like there are really big discounts out there, and, and they actually have really good games uh, for free for those who are members. Uh, so I'm, uh, apparently they're going to try to make it more accessible, which could either be a really good thing because they're you know they're making it better and trying to entice more people in the right way or they could try to fix something that ain't broke and uh and and go off and make a bunch of changes that that really uh kind of benefit them but not necessarily the player uh so i i I just saw that earlier today and it's kind of got me curious because uh they could either ruin a good thing or could actually get me over the fence and and into into a playstation plus depending on what they do I'm just I'm I'm curious about like if if they're going to take any functionality away like from for like if they're if they're going to cannibalize services that used to be free and how they're going to try and position that. Oh, that is the cardinal sin. You want you want to get people mad at you. Take away something that was free before, even if they weren't using it. Uh, that'll that'll get people incensed. What if that thing is PlayStation Home? You can't get PlayStation Home unless you're on a uh, Plus. Oh, I I don't give a crap. Would you, would you be angry? <laughs> I mean, if you did, even if you didn't use it, I <laughs> see. I would be. I'd be like, see, oh, there's would... a difference between not using it and feeling like you have no soul if you do use it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will plead that that is the exception that proves the rule. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Literally anything else would make you upset. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. No, I'm curious. I mean, it's just if it's if it's a, if it's a worthwhile thing. I'm just afraid that they're going to go. You know, they're gonna, they're going to go uh, Xbox Live, not make it so you have to pay to play online. They they're not going to do you know they're not going to do that until the PlayStation Four. Um, right. But I'm afraid that they're going to make it so that like, hey, Am, you know, Amazon Videos, you 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 can't do that unless you're a play, you're a Plus subscriber or Hulu Plus or Netflix or any of that. I think Netflix would that you know, that'd be the death knell. But, oh, it would just royally screw over all the people who use it now. I, I yeah. guarantee you there are too many people using it uh, for for uh, PlayStation to do that. Unless they did PlayStation Plus for $8 a month, and that includes Netflix. Oh, they then, got that kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah, if they if they kept it parity to Netflix but traded up to all the other features, yeah. that, that could be good. That's 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 one of the uh, that's one of the reasons that I got a uh, that that I got an Apple TV was like I liked using the PlayStation Three for Netflix, but I didn't want to depend on it always being uh, free to use on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they stumbled ass backwards into it, but they they do have a pretty good system for your like, hey, its base level is free, and mm-hmm. that's totally cool. If you'd like to pay for some really good features that's that's cool but you're not missing anything by not being a part of it uh, i think that's a really good way to do it so see i feel like again, I, I don't they... think they got there intentionally but <laughs> i think they did wind up with a pretty good setup <laughs> what i'd really like to see them do is add a lot more downloadable games yeah, that would be good. The PSN kind of has a lot of hidden gems, but it doesn't have that breakout hit yet. Is it? See, I I guess I just assumed, um, you know, when PlayStation Network was a thing, that you know most of their big hits would be on there. You know, um, oh, they're so doing so that you're, though. You're, they're doing you're, that though. They've got the ultimate bundles coming out. You're not talking about like you know. Let's 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 get Braid up in this piece. You're talking about like like let's let's make more uh, old games. 
downloadable or I, let's make more current games downloadable? I well, know, like, I would say some of both. I would say like um, Killzone. Killzone 1, 2, 3. Killzone all of them. <laughs> like I, I, I guess, again, maybe this because it's been forever since I've actually physically bought a game for my PC. But I don't get why... Like when Killzone, what four, whatever comes out, why you can't download it? Uh, there's a remarkable number of games that are available for download. Yeah, um, it, like it seems even, like even I was um, I was looking through um, earlier, you know, because I wanted something to play, and I couldn't find anything. You know, I I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just what I was searching for, but. Mm-hmm. They like I said, they're coming out with the ultimate bundles for a whole bunch of games, which is the the game and all the DLC for it. Oh, and there's I, nice. I can't remember the list, but there's so you can get it all in one fell swoop, and they're all they're all blockbuster games. Uh, so it's it's a uh, it's coming. So it's like getting yeah, a game okay. of the year. You would get like Bioshock Two plus Minerva's Den, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. No, I like that. I can get behind that. So like I said, I think Sony stumbled ass backwards into it, but they've they've got a pretty good system now. Huh. And I'm I'm worried they're gonna screw it up, but we'll see. That was episode number one hundred and fifty three of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Uh, what can you do? I'm only going to give you two pieces of homework. You know the usual stuff. iTunes, subscribe, duckfeed.tv, all of that. Uh, the two pieces of homework that I'm going to give you. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at DuckfeedTV. That's all one word. There's no dot in there or anything that will uh, provide you with all of the updates on when new stuff on the network drops. If we have conversation prompts, things like that, that is a way to get all the information there. We want to get uh, people following us on there. You, uh, you can also find a link to that on the right side, like the right rail of the, uh, of the website. Uh, it's right there. The other thing that you can do, if you feel like supporting the store, you know, so, so supporting the, uh, the, the show rather, I made a mention of it earlier. I'm not going to beg you for money to go to, you know, to, to the donations or whatever. We're doing fine. However, um, you know, occasionally if you want to buy something off of Amazon, uh, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash Amazon or click on any of the items that we talk about and, uh, go there. You, that way we get credit for sending you there and we get 4% of whatever you buy. So if you buy like a $10,000 item, um, we can pay for about four years worth of bandwidth. Um, <laughs> so those are the only two things I'm going to say. I'm not going to beg you for money, but if you're going to be on Amazon anyway, why not do it through us? So, uh, let's go through and do the Twitter roundup. I am at Cole Ross. That is K O L E R O S S. I know it's spelled wrong. Dummy Dennis. <laughs> uh, I'm at D Furia D F U R I A. And I am at Merkelizer, M-E-R-P-L-I-Z-E-R. Yep. And David, you are not on Twitter. So uh that that's yeah, it's on my to do list someday. <laughs> okay. Whatever. We'll add I'll you we'll, we'll add you in there. Uh, we, we don't call it tweeting, we call it tooting. Um tooting. <laughs> yes. Tweets. So for DTR, this has been Cole Ross. Dennis Furia. David Meisman. Ben Merkel. And thanks so much for listening. <laughs>